2: Welcome to Hemp Present the weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat Prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against Prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk-takers, movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. In its 25th year, founded Hemp Fest Dot org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hempfest from AHA Publishing, also found at Hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Dope Magazine's David Tran, who will join me in seconds. I can recall a time when it was a rarity to read a news story about cannabis. For almost two decades, I kept a database of every cannabis-related news story that I came across. I could never keep up with the torrent of pot news coming out now. As someone who was a child in the 1960s and a counterculture teenager in the 70s, I can read the stigma and controversy that the herb had attached to it. I remember the day in 1974 when I read the first edition of High Times Magazine and how exciting, edgy, and irreverent it was at the time. It was not only revolutionary. It was a window into a completely different social and cultural world, one that rewarded open minds and renegade hearts with a beautiful global culture to belong to, a culture of defiance and resilience, and one of peace and love. Being a pot smoker was like being a member of a secret club, and for many, including myself, the very act of getting high was a political statement. It was a defiant and deliberate rejection of the authoritarian status quo. Getting high was seen as both a symbolic statement against the establishment and a spiritual upaya, a conduit for – or a vehicle for introspection, inner peace, relaxation, and a general communing with the natural universe. … I also recall the first time in 1995 that I traveled to the original High Times Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam and how absolutely mind-blowing and liberating it felt to see pot plants and buds in full public view. But it was even more mind-bending to be able to stroll into a coffee shop and choose our buds from a menu. When we started the Hemp Fest in 1991, it was downright controversial to be stapling 11-by-17-inch posters on poles across the city featuring huge pot leaves on them. One time I had an old man rip the poster from my hands as I was attaching it to a telephone pole. The gentleman tore it up into little pieces, threw them on the ground, and stomped on him with his feet, proclaiming, No way are you putting up this drug stuff in my community! And working various events, it became apparent that cannabis made straight people laugh, almost every time. They would laugh as they walked by our booth, one poking the other with an elbow and remarking, Hey honey, maybe we should attend the Hemp Fest. Ha ha ha. It was the giggle factor pot made non-users smiling giggle well that was then and this is now because they're not laughing at us anymore we still have a long way to go but it's getting harder and harder for many of us to recall a time without medical dispensaries or retail stores lining the streets of our state here in washington the old hemp fest posters that caused such controversy when we posted them have given way to huge billboards lining the highway advertising buds for sale to anyone over 21 we're entering a new era We're on the precipice of a global transition in terms of cannabis law and culture. My generation is aging, and new generations are coming into their own and discovering a new emerging industry and market that is poised to introduce cannabis to the world, thereby increasing our chances of saving it. Along with the culture, politics, and lifestyle of cannabis comes a litany of new pot-themed publications, and none of them may emulate a new generational approach to cannabis more than Seattle-born Dope magazine. David Tran is the principal visionary of Dope Magazine, and he's the CEO of its parent organization, and he's joined me here today. Welcome, David, to him present on Cannabis Radio. What's up, Vivian? How are you doing, brother? I'm good, my brother. David, I've got a fairly standard first question, and that is, how were you first introduced to cannabis? Were you always a true believer?
3: I had my first toke behind a 7-Eleven back in high school, and uh, you know, I, after that, I was convinced i mean i was people were smiling people were sharing and after that i never stopped and uh, once i got into college it you know the network started expanding the smiles continued and the sharing continued so that's where it all started
2: i guess i should point out that cannabis makes users smile as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> no doubt in 2004 you can count- yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I'm smiling right now. In 2004, you co-founded Cowgirls Incorporated, a racy and popular Seattle bar that just celebrated, I think, 12 years of business. In 2006, you co-founded Venom Nightclub, a sleek New York-style club that hosts very prominent Big Apple events. And that same year, you co-founded Amber Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Belltown, Seattle. You also co-founded Conscious Care Cooperative in Ballard, and then you co-founded Dope Magazine. Dude, do you sleep? Where do you get your business acumen? <laughs> Where, where'd you get the business acumen to build such a small empire?
3: Well, you know, I, I didn't grow up from very much. So, you know, you kind of did whatever you could to survive. And at a pretty early age, I, you know, knew I wanted to create and I, I, I knew I wanted to build brands and I wanted to uh, grow things. So that's it's always been a part of me. And I was never afraid to take chances and fail and And uh, fortunately for me, all these adventures have done fairly well, and uh, I've been able to learn quite a bit from all of those experiences to where I'm at now, which is Dope Magazine, which to me I feel like is my life's work.
2: So tell me about Dope Magazine. First off, why the name Dope? You must have known that that may be one of the most controversial words to use when addressing cannabis. Were you seeking to connect specifically with a young audience that views the word vastly different from older generations?
3: Well, we thought this is kind of where we were with cannabis. You know, there was the old way of thinking about things, and we saw a very clear path to something very new. And so DOPE was there to really shock and awe, get people's attention. And then we really backed it up with calling it Defending Our Plant Everywhere. And we we, we were on a mission to really prove that, you know what? Pick up the magazine, read it, see what's inside and then make your determination of whether or not we're representing cannabis correctly because the truth is you know what what dope means nowadays is vastly different but that's kind of in line with you know the way cannabis has been you know from the old school into the new school and we're trying to represent a new age of cannabis
2: and you know for some of the older listeners out there uh I just might explain to them that to a lot of people now if somebody says hey that is dope that means it's awesome <laughs> Right. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, just, yes. it is.
2: You decided to do a lifestyle magazine because you apparently saw the trajectory that cannabis reform was on. Did you know all this was going to happen? What was your vision?
3: Well, I didn't know all this was going to happen. It's pretty amazing how fast it's gone. But, you know, I started a cannabis store called The Conscious Care, and I quickly knew a couple of things. Number one, I couldn't market anywhere because there was really no options for me to do that. And number two, how little of education that I knew about cannabis, you know, growing up in the Seattle market. And in fact, hemp Fest has been such an inspiration to me. I started going to hemp Fest back in 94, 93, 94. So a couple years after that, and I, you know, and, and Vivian, you, you know, you literally, you know, you've been an inspiration to me for a very long time. It started when I started conscious care back in 2011 and I realized two things that I needed a place to market my, my, my new business. And second of all, I started realizing how little I knew about cannabis and through the magazine, I was able to build more education, inform more people and show people that cannabis isn't as bad as it is. It's actually helping people on the medical side. And that's where the basis of our magazine started was defending our, patients everywhere, which eventually changed to defending our plant everywhere as we started encompassing the whole plant and the plant to now encompass patients, people, our planet. So there was definitely a, a moment where we didn't know what we were doing, but as more people were yearning for education, it became very clear what our mission was.
2: What, what cities are – and I only have uh, two minutes before we have to go to break, our first break. What cities or regions does DOPE reach, and what is the goal of the magazine other than obviously to make profits and employ a large cadre of folks? What, what does DOPE do different, you think, from a multitude of other pot-themed publications that are emerging?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Right now we have over 100,000 magazines into 24 different states, but what we do different than other publications is we build community. And we really connect with uh, the community uh, specifically. And we do that by doing also very individualized magazines. So in Washington, we have a magazine that's uh, specific to this community. Oregon, Colorado, Northern Cali, SoCal, and just recently Arizona. And we definitely have plans for some of the uh, emerging markets that are coming up to build them a localized magazine. And I think the difference is really the quality of the magazine, because we want people to actually pick it up and, and hold it the content, which to me is just, just is the most important part of us sending out our message. And then at the end, it's connecting the community, which I feel is uh, one of the most important things we do at dope.
2: Well, you know, you guys certainly have done a tremendous job. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, you know, really moved. Did you say 24 states? You guys have Dope Magazine in 24 states?
3: Wow, that's just amazing. 24 states, including Canada. So a different country also. And we also send subscriptions out as far as Australia and Israel and in all different international countries. So we're really proud of that.
2: David Tran is my guest. We are going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors. We're just getting started. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
1: Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage
2: your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points.
3: Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and
2: Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing.
3: We don't limit how much you smoke, and we don't limit where you listen. Cannabis Radio is now on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio.
1: to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong Emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak.
2: And we're back on Hemp Presents on Cannabis Radio with David Tran of Dope Magazine. David, are there other pot magazines that influenced you more than others? Was there, was there anything that you wanted to emulate with Dope, or were you focused on doing something fresh?
3: Well, I mean, like a lot of other young cannabis enthusiasts, High Times has always been an inspiration, but you know, like my Playboy, it was always underneath the bed and, you know, <laughs> saved for special times. time. So, uh, but I was enthralled by, you know, what was happening. You know, to see a garden, to see what a bud looked like up close was just so fascinating. And they started really bringing in the culture part of it. And uh, that really, you know, was, was was eye-opening that people were actually doing that all over the world. So I I'd definitely give HempFest or uh, high times, just a big nod to kind of how we first started. We give them total respect and they've been a leader in the industry for a long time. Um, and, you know, I'll also give a nod to Northwest leaf our friends over there at West, you know, he started right around the same time, but, you know, as far as, you know, someone just stepping out of their comfort zone and having the balls to start something, Wes always been that type of person and uh, it's been nice to grow up with different, Partners and friends like uh, them, uh, you know, as as this industry started growing.
2: Yeah, I've been trying to get West on the show, and I hope to uh, hope to have an interview with West coming soon. Uh, David,
3: Dope Magazine produces a slew of events. Can you describe some of them? Absolutely. Uh, the way we build community is by building the events. You know, through my experience with bars and throwing massive events throughout the uh, industry and, you know, teaming up also with the partner who owned a magazine before that, a lifestyle magazine, we're able to really produce high quality events. And some of them actually one's happening uh, on the 30th in Oregon. And that's our dope cup. And that's our cannabis cup. We'd like to make sure that we, we have a, we're, we're rewarding different growers and letting people know that, you know what? We, we recognize, What you're doing, it's a hard job to grow. Here's how we recognize them. And then also compare all the brands too and let them get the recognition they deserve. And then we put a nice element of making sure that it's an entertaining uh, event. And we're probably going to have about 3,000 people just RSVP for that event. Uh, We've done that in Washington already. Looking forward to doing that in Colorado, California, and the other states that we're in. We also do something called the Dope Industry Award Show, which is our DIAs. This is our Oscars, Grammys event where you put on the black tie, the red carpet, and we put it in some of the best uh, venues uh, around. So we've done that in the show box here in Washington. And this is our fourth year doing it. And again, recognition is something this industry doesn't get. And we're seeking to give that recognition to the people that are really working hard really stepping on the uh, on the you know in the forefront and uh of the battle line so being able to bring all those people and build that community is super important and then we have another event called the bad party which are budtender appreciation day these are the ambassadors of the industry and this is an event where we just give back to those people and um you know it's always a fun event we always every we we always say everything we do has to be dope so when you go to those events it's something where you're going to really want to come back uh, to those events. And, uh, of course we do a couple other small events. We have an election party down in San Francisco where we'll have a couple hundred people. And, uh, we also go to a lot of trade shows and what we do at those trade shows is really build VIP events for the after parties, the before parties. And we have one coming up at the MJ biz in Vegas, which will be at a, we'll be at this big loft, 9,000 square feet, bring all the industry leaders together, Let them shake hands. Let them see each other in the flesh and start building those relationships.
2: You know, you keep uh, mentioning the word community, which really strikes a chord with me because really that's what my life is about. Um, Obviously, you value community. You get uh, the connection. Uh, What influenced you to value community so much?
3: Well, I – grown up here in Yesler in the, you know, the, 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 ghettos and, you know, not without a lot. So, you know, i built a lot of community around our church growing up and, you know, my, my influences, my grandfather, my mom, and, you know, that just building that basis for me to consult each other and instead of against each other, I think is super important. And for the cannabis and for Dope Magazine, it's important during this very early stages of this revolution that we're going to is to work together and to start building some positivity. And, you know, the basis of that at our company is what we call the dope life. And that's our core values. And, you know, if I, I have a moment to go over that, it's D for dedication, you know, for the industry and for our company. O, optimism, you know, for that, that, that's positivity. P, professionalism. If we're going to normalize this plant, we're going to have to start acting like professionals so people can take us seriously. Energy. You know, you have to put the energy in there. You have to take the time to do it. That's one thing I've never been short of because when I'm excited about something, I go all the way. And L is for leadership. Vivian is one of my leaders here in this industry. We all know what you do for this industry. I is integrity. Do what you say. F is for focus in on, you know, what you can do to help. And then E is Education which is the basis of Dope Magazine.
2: I'm assuming there's other folks out there right now uh, young burgeoning pot publishers and, and and potential business entrepreneurs, what, what advice would you have for somebody who's just thinking of diving in to this kind of stuff? Are there any overarching principles or values, or, or you know, just pieces of wisdom that you would have to share with somebody thinking about getting involved in, in maybe producing a, a pop publication or opening
3: up a club? Absolutely, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it, it starts with the dope life and you know being dedicated. Uh, knowing your product, it's gonna, you're going to need to educate yourself on what's going on here and really listen to what, what's happening. There are a lot of people right now, and this is what's great about this industry, is that are willing to give back their knowledge so that people can learn and not go through the pitfalls that they went through. And I think that's what makes this community so incredible. So I say con- always continue to connect and always ask the questions that you need to ask because this industry moves very quickly. And to find a place in there, you need to really listen to what is going on and then be able to kind of find a niche that you'll be able to help the industry grow. Because if you make the industry grow, then you are going to be a part of, you know, what is the future for us. And, you know, that's the only way we'll be able to have the sustainable industry that we can all uh, uh, work with, you know, it's the ecosystem. How do you really contribute to our ecosystem so that it can continue to grow? And that's why I'm excited about what I do. And I literally open my doors to anyone who wants to come and learn more about this industry because people have given to me, I'm giving back to them so that we can have this wonderful industry. How excited are you
2: about this coming election in terms of uh, pot politics, probably the only thing to be excited about?
3: Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely amazing to see. You know, when I started it back in 2011, you know, we were able to, you know, go through the legalization of Washington, Oregon, and Colorado. So being a part of that, we, we, we really feel like we can contribute back into the new states that are going to come on board help them with the runway to be successful. Of course, the shortened. the long way success was very long in Washington and a lot of different places in the new States. We're looking to shorten that for them. Uh, It's very important. California is very important to this industry. uh, And uh, all the other States that are going legal. Vegas obviously has a lot of implications. Also Arizona, which we're in. So we're excited for that. We want, people to be more educated so that they can make the right decision. And if we can convince one other person to say that cannabis is okay, then the next few years are going to be the most exciting years of our lives.
2: I'll hold to that. I certainly, uh, I certainly agree with that vision entirely. Um, we are going to go to our next break, take another pause for the cause very quickly, hear a word from our sponsors, come back with our final questions for David Tran.
1: Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
0: Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. Sansalcbd.com. Improve your lifestyle naturally.
2: cannabis should be no crime. Hempink is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah! Get it on Android and I and IOS today. Marijuana Lama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hempink.
1: Legal to listen to all over the world. We're just not sure about France. <laughs> <Anyone>? <laughs> CannabisRadio.com We're back to Hemp Presents only on Cannabis Radio. Now back to our headstrong Emperor of Hemp, Vivian McPeak.
2: And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio for our final questions for David Tran of Dope Magazine. David, what do you feel Dope's finest achievements have been, and are there any goals that you have not yet met uh, that you that's that's on your list? Well,
3: this year we were actually uh, presented with the Inc 5,000 to be in the top 5,000 companies in the world. Uh, we were actually ranked 688. So to me, that's really important. Not, not because of the accomplishments on the business side of things, but also to show mainstream media that companies are, these cannabis companies are here to stay and to be able to really represent an industry as a whole has just been incredible. Because in yeah, the background, maybe even, there's been,
2: maybe, maybe even him present.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. hemp present for sure. Uh, but just to be a part of this has been just the greatest thing. I always say, what am I doing? I'm talking about candidates all day. How, how can this be bad? And this is what my life is. So it's, it's been such a life change and I've dedicated myself to this industry and it's, you know, I've sold my bars because that's not what I want to represent anymore. I want to represent this industry and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is to really start changing minds, bring in one more person into the industry so that we can continue to build this and grow this. So it's been a great accomplishment. I mean, there's so many steps of the way and really the proudest thing for me is to have the team that I have uh, here who is just more passionate than anyone in the world. And I can't even take credit for this wonderful magazine. I got people who, put this together and share in my dream to make this the most trusted cannabis lifestyle brand in the world. So, um, you know, that's, it's a, it's a accomplishment to really bring these type of people into one room. David Tran
2: from dope magazine. Thank you so much for being on here Present on cannabis radio and thank you for the, the panache, the style, uh, and the spirit that you brought to our city, uh, and beyond with, with dope magazine, bro. It's great talking to you.
3: You're the best. You're the best, Vivian, man. Appreciate that, man. Stay dope, brother. All right. Peace. Peace. Now when
2: I want to get to a weekly feature of him present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Peace is not something you wish for. It's something you make, something you do, something you are, and something you give away. Those are the words of the immortal John Lennon. That concludes this installment of present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank my man Brasco in the control room and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special sapien on our journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and take it easy. Don't forget to email me. Somebody, please email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Sticker Bush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana. T.H.C. Sweet
3: sativa.